Good morning, everyone. In this share, I'd like to deal with a subject that is somewhat connected to what we discussed the previous week, which is when we discussed the concept of bringing instruments, bringing music, uh, etc., into a show and the history behind that uh, contentious question. So this will be a bit of a continuation in the sense that the question now is, to what extent can you use space inside of a show for, uh, I mean, specifically the place where you daven, for events generally, events that are not connected to uh, davening and learning per se. Uh, this is uh, relevant to, to Bate Chabad, where often you have additional events, cultural events, which uh, might even be fairly secular uh, when you look at that event specifically. But the concept is that it's supposed to uh, contribute to a sense of community. It's supposed to draw people in uh, to sort of lead them to, you know, to join the more religious uh, aspects, more religious programming that the, the show offers. Yeah, the big the usually, they usually have Right, or sometimes almost the other way around, depending on uh, how much of the you know how much of the need there is to build the community. But uh, yeah, so uh, a base chabad will often be hosting and, and, and holding all kinds of interesting events. Sometimes in the the show itself, depending on how the base chabad is built. So the question is, what's uh, what what is the uh, permissibility of that? Um, we also have questions like that uh, here as well. You often have uh, a shul that uh, is used to, as, as a place, as a space for community, for events. Um, often this shul, you know, stands to get some income from that. So uh, that's the, the question that's relevant both uh, in Bate Chabad and back home as well. Uh, I should point out before we uh, jump into it that the din can change if it's mamish, a temporary space for a minion, or uh, you know, you're renting the place from someone else, uh, or mamish belongs to an individual, it's his own private minion, or uh, you know, if it was mamish made lechatchila, that it's going to be both for this and for that. So there are the other factors that can, that can possibly influence, influence this question. But uh, the main question here is, you have a real shul, it was built to be a shul, which maybe isn't so common here in this neighborhood, but it's common in other neighborhoods and in other localities, and Bate uh, Chabad as well. Often they built a big, beautiful shul. It's clearly meant to be the space for davening. There's an aron, there's a bima, there's bench, you know, pews. It's clearly uh, very, very you know, specifically designed around being a shul. And still, you want to use that space for uh, whether it's a you know new, unique uh, presentation or a musical event. So uh, we're going to deal with uh, the main halachic issues involved in that type of question. Uh, so, in addition to last week's share, which uh, both will actually see also the general question of music and a show, we'll come back. Uh, we'll circle back to that, so to speak, in the, in this year as well a bit. Uh, also, the, the, the tshuva that I cited at the end of last year from the Igris Meisha to my grandfather uh, was in reference to uh, essentially holding events. And a show they used to have uh, events with mixed dancing, couples. That was considered the entertainment, and that was 
the question about doing that in show. But uh, we'll also see that this ties into other subjects, other shiurim that uh, we've uh, we've done here. We'll see that it ties into a number of them, as we shall see. So the main. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. So the main uh, the main thrust, the main crux of the shear here is from the Shalas of Shovis Sri De Eish. Sri De Eish is Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg. He lived from uh, 1884 to 1966. He was a, a Rav and a Paisa, but a very interesting personality. He originally uh, was from Russia. He learned Litvish Yeshivas, but then from then he somehow ended up in uh, an entirely different milieu. He ended up in Germany and joined the uh, the orthodox rabbinical uh, world in Germany, which is a bit of a different kind of place. During the Holocaust, he ended up back in Lithuania and in Poland. He survived, and after the war, he ended up in his next Gilgal, he ended up in Switzerland, and he created some kind of, uh, I'm not sure to what extent, uh, what uh, how many people were actually around him, but he created some kind of uh, minor position for himself, his own little niche in, uh, in Switzerland, and uh, that's where he was till he passed away. He never married, among other interesting uh, aspects of his life. And the Bechlal, he was a bit of a Kalayim, a bit of a, a mix of Lithuania and Germany. And he had all kinds of interesting uh, opinions and things to say. Um, my impression is that, to a certain extent, he's still acknowledged and respected in the, the mainstream, so to speak, world of Tarid and Yeshivas. But uh, maybe up to a certain point, you know, once it gets to his more uh, interesting things, then maybe they, they draw the line there. At any rate, he has among his, uh, his works, his main work perhaps, is the Shalas of Shuvah Sri Deyesh, where uh, there are many uh, relevant, and you know, the Shuvahs are dealing with uh, current uh, Shilas, current issues, and it's written in his unique style. So we're going to go through now Bariches through uh, a Shuvah and Sri Deyesh because he really brings uh, most or all of the issues uh, involved here. So the, the title of the Shuvah is Hartsaot Chulin Vekoncertim Beves HaKnesses to have uh, just secular lectures and concerts in a show. What does he say in Shulchan Aruch? Uh, we're going to get to Shulchan Aruch. We're going to go right through it. So he says, I wrote this Shuvah. This Shuvah was actually written, he says, in a very interesting context. This was written in Germany in the 30s, once the Nazis came to power, but before World War II, before the Holocaust started. So there were a lot of uh, restrictions being placed on Jewish life, Jewish communal life. Uh, you know, he says they were, they were captured, they were under HaRosha, HaMaturaf, HaManuvi, HaMachshmai, V'Zichroi, and uh, they were all being trampled by his henchmen. And uh, among the other terrible Zaydas, Jew, German Jews were not allowed to gather in public spaces outside the shul. So that's, uh, that led to this question. Uh, she says, besides the historical value of this of the Shailan Shuvah, there's also there's a lot of benefit, Pasha, to going through these halachas, because we have many kahilas nowadays as well, where it seems like the only place you could actually try to gather a group of Jews would be in a shul. She says, even, even though this is a pretty lengthy shuvah, he says, I deliberately omitted the real purple parts, and uh, you'll also notice, he says, that I, I rely, I... Uh, use uh, a lot of Sifri Shainim that were uh, discovered recently, as we shall see, the Ravya, the Arzirua, which you mentioned in a previous year, which were all printed in the last uh, 100, 150 years. So they also play a role in this Shuvah regarding the status of the base Knesset as well. 
And uh, he emphasizes that these are Svarim at the G'dayli Achrein and the Magen Avram, the Mishnah Bruder, as we shall see, did not have. And once we have those Mekairis, it can uh, have an impact on how we understand certain dinim without having to uh, rely, resort to a Deichik. So now to get into the Shail and the Tshuva. So he says, the question is, can you have secular speeches, lectures in a, in a show, and can you do concerts? So whoever he's writing to, he doesn't uh, include the specific names and places. But whoever was said that now to Shasat Chak, because uh, the Yidden are under real uh, pressure, under real pain, they've been uh, pushed out, they're expelled from any other space. And uh, they're being uh, persecuted, and uh, you have a great mitzvah to have some kind of event to cheer them up. And uh, there's also the concern that they're also the more liberal, the more reformed synagogues that have their own uh, cultural events. And uh, if we're not offering an alternative, so uh, they might be attracted to, to go to there. And then who knows what else or other influences can come along with that. So he starts off by quoting the Taz. So the, the Simon Shochanach, it's directly relevant to this question, is Simon Kufn and Aleph, where it discusses the things you are allowed and not allowed to do in Shul. So he starts by quoting the Taz. The Taz says that uh, he thinks that Ar- the Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to eat in a shul. Taz says, I believe that Urchim are allowed to eat in a shul because we see this in Ilkha Shabbos that it comes up. You have the Urchim eating in the shul and making Kiddush and this and that. All those halachas. And why? So, so the Sudesh says, why would that be allowed? So we would say that it's a bit of a tchak. They have nowhere else to eat. And uh, you can't say it's a, it's a mitzvah, because it's only a mitzvah for a machnes eirech to feed archim. It's not a mitzvah for the eirech to, to eat, and the archim are the ones eating. So uh, it's not the mitzvah here, it's the tchak. Um, so he wants to say, let's compare this to the taz. This is also a shasat tchak. In that case, they have nowhere to eat. In this case, they have nowhere to hold an event. Uh, so that's, that would be the svara. Seemingly straightforward to be matter. However, this Taz is far from pasha, far from simple. He says the Achreinim disagree with the Taz, and they say that this really is a fundamental chlekas in the whole gather of a shul. Can you make a tanai in a shul or not? Because a shul is not meant for other things. The question is whether you can make some kind of tanai condition and say, look, we decided, we've agreed that we're also going to use the shul for other purposes. So it turns out that the Ramban holds that you're allowed. There's a Gemara. The Gemara mentions, but the question is, what does that mean uh, practically? So uh, the Ramban cited in the Rana Megillah, so, so connection to Mesechus Megillah, um, says that Taka, uh, this is uh, something we can apply across the board. Uh, we can make a Tanai. Um, Masha'enke in Taisus and the Rosh and the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch all essentially hold that the Tanai only works once the base Knesset is destroyed, then the Tanai can kick in and then you can use it for other things. But when it's Bishuvay, when the Shul is still standing, they hold the Shitan and Shainim and Achreim, there is no such thing as a Tanai. So they would disagree with the Taz. The, whole, the Taz's whole word is built on a, on a Tanai, and the Tanai Heter is not so Pashat, not so Anganomen. Uh, also, you have the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram there holds that uh, maybe the Tanai does work Bishuvay, but only in Bavel. Only in Bavel you're able to make a Tanai. Nowadays, you can't make a Tanai according to the Magan Avram. So, if you do, you're not just going to. Why? I'm the Magan Avram really says, but the uh, Gemara says Bavel and. Uh, uh, 
So if that's what you say, so then is there really uh tonight is there really a hatter? Can we really rely on the Taz? You know, can we go with the Taz against all these other opinions? However, he says, the later Paiskim, the Birka Yosef, Mishnah Brewer, and others, they still say that with all that taken into account, Bashas Hatchak, if it's a real tight spot, you are allowed to feed Aniyim in our shoals. So if that's where we're going with La so we are relying apparently on the Shita of the Tanai, so then Benidin Didan, again, and the Mishnah Brewer said it's a Tchak and a Tzayrach Mitzvah. That was what the Mishnah Brewer tiny, that it is considered a Tzayrach Mitzvah. So, but in the dam, we could also say it's a shasat chak, and it's a tzayd of mitzvah. What's the mitzvah here to encourage yidn to cheer yidn up? Is also uh, you know this is what they are anemed to. They they're, they're lacking uh, this. We know that uh, you know, if everyone's really uh, depressed and deflated, that's not a good state to be in. And we're from Chazak people and encourage them and. The lectures could be to give them chizak about history, of how Jews stood up to other uh, challenges and, and made a kiddush, you know, Meisr Nefesh, Kiddush Hashem. And again, we have also the, the question of whether they'll be attracted to other uh, synagogues and, and hear, uh, you know, other messages. So uh, it should be considered a tzayrach mitzvah, just like feeding a neem in the shul. So, uh, so can we still stick with this heter of the Tanai, of the Taz, and the Mishnah Bura, la'alocha, that you are allowed to feed a neem? Then he says, maybe you can say that uh, it was only a hatter for guests from other cities. Because that's what it's mashma and some of the makairas, that dafka someone from out of town. He has, that's the tchak, he has nowhere to go, but here people live here. But he says, uh, he says no. Look at the Rishonim. The vart is that, uh, you know, it's not for the anim, it's a tchak. For the anshia here, uh, they can live, they can eat in their house. So that's the gabi achil for Achil if you live in the city, you can eat in your house. If you don't live in the city, you have a tchak, you need the shul. But in this case, if we truly believe in the value of these events, the only way to hold them is together. They can't do it in their house. So in that sense, they're like Aniyim, the Gabi, the Sinyan, that you need to do it in the shul. Ayin Shulchanarach, it says, another din, that you're not allowed to do cheshbainus, you're not allowed to use the space of a show to just uh, go through your numbers, do your calculations, and things like that. That's mashma, even things that have uh, value to the public. Zeriya v'cheshbainus shorabim, it says in Shulchanarach. Um, and, the, and the Bir Alach and the Mishnah Bir says, B'Shem Ramban, and even though the people of the city talk and need this cheshbainus to be made, and they have nowhere else to gather, the Ramban says, but it's Kalos Rosh, there's a, a music of Kalos, right? That uh, you're, you're not treating the show with uh, respect, with the seriousness. So even if it's a Tzayr Echrabim, apparently you're not supposed to be doing things out of Kalos, right? But uh, the Sudeish says, let's analyze, let's break it down. There's three categories here. There's minor Kalos, right? That would be like eating and drinking. So that would only be allowed where you have a Tanai, and depending on how you hold the Tanai works or where it works, so according to the Margon of Rome, you wouldn't be allowed to do even that level of Kalos Reish, because according to the Margon of Rome, you can't make a Tanai now. Then you have major Kalos Reish, that would be like Cheshbainus and, and other and entertainment. So that would be us, or even with a Tanai. A Tanai isn't, uh, doesn't fix everything. You can't just do uh, whatever you want. Um, and then there's a third category, it says, of things that are not Kalos Reish. It's just mundane. It's just uh, weekday activities. So you would like to argue that everyone would agree that a Tanai would work for that, that even the Magan Avram, even the others would hold that for that, uh, it, it should be okay. 
And where would the, these speeches fit in? Where would these events fit in? He wants to argue that it fits in the third category, that it's not even Kalos Reish. So, back to the Tanai, the Tanai should work. It's even better than eating and drinking, which is minor Kalos Reish, and that's where the Machlekes is. He says about a speech, at least the speeches he's talking about, there's no Kalos Reish involved. It's a, it's a serious event. People are being respectful. Eating is less respectful. Um... However, this is a new question. This is still based on the concept of a tenai. He's saying that if you have a tenai, if it's for eating, that's more debatable. But for Tashmish Echol, that should be fine. But there's another issue, because the Magen of Ram is also machmer, that there has to be a tenai made explicitly. But the stomach, if it's just a show, and all of a sudden you want to do things there, you can't make a tenai. You can't uh, say there was a tenai. Others disagree with the Magen of Ram, but the uh, Yesh is being very careful there, at least at this point, and he's been cheshish to all the major shittas. But he says, Bahamas, and this is where his first marker from Yishayinim comes in that he's excited about. If he says, you look in the Erezerua, in the Megillah, and the Besaknesses, he says that uh, all the things that it says that it's also to do in a Besaknesses, Shalaret Yisrael, they're all mutter in a Besaknesses, Shalbavel. And therefore, he says, mm-hmm. So Erzurus is clearly we're allowed to eat and drink in our shows because they're all made out tonight. And he adds, I remember that when I was in Ashpira, where the name uh, Shapiro comes from, etc. So I was in the house of Mareinu Reb Simcha of uh, Shapira. So we ate in the base Madrash. And he told us that he saw that Rabbi Yehuda Meshmira ate in the base Medrash. Uh, however, I believe, Kimidumali, I believe that it was on Shabbos. So, as we shall discuss, also from the Nesa Kalim later, that uh, Shabbos is a higher level. Shabbos could be considered a Suda's mitzvah. So, there wouldn't be a raya for a regular Suda during the week. But, Miyukahi. Whether or not my story is perfectly relevant and applicable, I'm telling you a fact. The Erzurua says, you're allowed to eat in our Batek Nesis, in our Batek Midrashos, even if you're not a Talmud Chacham, because as we shall see, if you're a Talmud Chacham, then it's Moti Badechek, but if you're not a Talmud Chacham, you're not. But he's saying that these, this Tanai is across the board. For everyone, the Tanai really works, according to the Erzurua. Uh, uh, we discussed this uh, last time. It's around 11, 1200. It's pretty early. So uh, the Magen Avram didn't see this Erzurua, however, because the Erzurua had not been printed yet. This is one of the major works of Yishayinim that had been uh, hidden for uh, many centuries. And he only saw in secondary sources, Bekitzer Gadol, um, and he says, I have in my big contrast, right? Because he said he, he, he omitted the pilpul in his shuvah. So I have a big contrast on this, which I don't, I don't, I don't know for, uh, you know, for where, where it ended up. But uh, my big contrast, I have brought big rias that Takas uh, tonight should work even the stamp. Even though Lamaisa, I don't want to come out officially on the record, the Alocha as a psak, to disagree with the Magan Avram, who said it doesn't work the stamp, uh, but uh, we can compare this to the Aniyim, the Ramatur in our show. And uh, even though, according to the Magan Avram, it shouldn't be okay, but Ramatur is inside of Mitzvah, we're going to like the Mishnah Bura said. So again, he wants to revert to that uh, to that taina that uh, we can at least treat the these as equal to the eating and drinking that even the Mishnah Bura is not. That's part one. Part two.
He says, if we're really working here based on the concept of the Tanai, he says, there's also grounds to be doubtful and say that that's all in Shoals, he says, in the, in the lands of the East, or maybe even in Ashkenaz, but in previous generations. So uh, because it's so common, because it's so widespread that the Shul is used for eating for different uh, functions, for the Aniyim, so you could say that because it's so common and widespread, that Ke'ilu they made a Tanai. Otherwise, why would you say that uh, this is a tonight without making a tonight? It must be something that's so embedded in the culture, it's so uh, culturally obvious that you don't have to spell it out. Says, However, in the, where I am in Germany here, the shows were all very proper and upright, and uh, no one had been eating in a show for a long time. So uh, he's doubtful as to whether uh, he can be matter. The only reason, you know, why we're even having this discussion is because of this gzera. Otherwise, we wouldn't be uh, having these events in the shul now either, if not for the gzera that was, uh, you know, foisted on us from, uh, you know, beyond our control. So, Ebazoi, maybe we can't say that there's really a tonight here, because this situation just uh, just started, just began. And when we built our shows, we never anticipated, we never imagined that uh, events uh, could take such a horrible turn. So maybe there's no hatta. I, again, I already said, that it's mutter, even where tonight shouldn't work because the Mishnah Burr said that it works. Uh, and even though according to the Tesis and the Rosh, the tonight shouldn't work, according to the Magen Avram, the tonight shouldn't work uh, for that reason or for because it's, uh, you know, the stomach. But we said already that we pass in the place in the form already pass in the Torah mitzvah. It's okay, and this is a Torah mitzvah. So however, the Mishnah Brura ultimately, when he was matir, part of his hatter was relying on the shittas like the Urzerua that say that it's not, it does work. So even though maybe Stamazabi wouldn't want to just rely on those, but uh, because of the situation with Aniyim and this and that, so we are ultimately relying in part on the shittas that say that it's not works. Uh, and assuming that a tonight works this time. But if, you know, as he suggested, if they really it's hard to say that there's a tonight in these shows in Germany, so uh, if it's just a Tzayrach Mitzvah without the shittas of a tonight, who says the Mishnah Berur would be Matin? So uh, until now, this has all been uh, working with a tonight. And now he's going to uh, move on to other hetayim, hetayim that are more mafurish and chazal and shulchan aruch, even without a tonight. That's really the rest. As I'll mention at the end, uh, obviously, you know, that was a unique question to Germany. He was saying that you know there's a problem with the German shows where it didn't completely out of uh, practice to, to do such a thing. But uh, ultimately, the mainstream. Uh, Sack today that most shows uh, I used to rely on is that uh, the Tanai does work uh, in our shows, and uh, therefore, not just Sudas Mitzvah, but even Sudas Cholin should be okay uh, as long as you know you don't reach not, the higher level of Kalos Resh, presumably. So, anyway, moving on to the other Etaidim without a Tanai. So, uh, so he says, Ve'ain Lomar. You can't say that b'makim uh, mitzvah achila shtiya would be allowed. Uh, and he says, for example, in Siv Dalit it says that letzayich mitzvah, if you're gathering to ma'aber the shana to, to deal with the calendar, which is to be a gathering, an annual gathering, or more often. Um, so when they gathered in the shul, you're allowed to eat. This comes from Chazal. 
So uh, maybe you would argue that Dafka being Ma'abra the year is a mitzvah gemura, so the suda that comes along with it is also uh, allowed. Mashenkin here, where the whole pre- there's no true mitzvah here, that's the premise here. And also over there, the Tamid Chachamim that are being Ma'abra the year. And we know that Tamid Chachamim Mechlal are allowed to eat in a shul. I have a very wise mention that it's the Tzayt of Mitzvah of the Ibar, if Tamid Chachamim are allowed to eat in a shul. says, no, because. A Talmud Chacham is only allowed to eat in a show b'chlal b'daychik. Tzayt of Mitzvah, Le'ib Roshana, it seems like we're saying you're allowed to eat even Shaloi M'daychik. But if you're not a Talmud Chacham, L'chayra, according to Dinah D'Shochan Aruch, would not be allowed to eat and drink even at Tzayt of Mitzvah. As ah, you have a number of Yishonim that point out, you have the Gemara and Psachim talking about making Kiddush and Shol, these, like I mentioned, mentioned earlier, you have these Halachas and Shabbos, uh, about uh, making Kiddush and Shul for the guests. The guests are eating and sleeping. And they say, because Suda Shabbos is a Suda Mitzvah. So it could be that the Afghan Suda Shabbos, only Suda Shabbos, we're talking the eating itself is a Mitzvah, and that wouldn't be considered Kalas Reish, because your mom is doing another Mitzvah in Shul. But the Suda for Ibr Shano, where the eating itself is not a Mitzvah, it's just helping you do the other Mitzvah of Ibr. So maybe it would only be mutter for a time of Chacham involved, but not for anyone else. In this case, where it's only uh, mitzvah, it's helping, you know, there's some ultimate mitzvah we feel over here. It's helping Yidin out in a, in a certain way, but uh, we wouldn't be mad to that based on uh, the other etayim for being, uh, you know, for Ibr Shana, which is for Tamida Chachamim, or for Suda uh, Shabbos, which is a Suda Mitzvah. Again, he goes back to the Sefer that I mentioned before. Ultimately, Achila has more Kalas Reish. So maybe that's why you have only Tamil Chacham and or only Yisudas Mitzvah, or things like that. But if it's just Hashmish Echel, like, uh, like an event that we want to hold here, so then like, I've argued the Sudesh says that this is not Kalas Reish. So Ebazoi, then maybe Mamash Lachatchil, you should be allowed to, to do it. Um, and he says that you can bring a riot to this, that uh, the, Ramah, the Ramah said that uh, when he said that the Tamil Chacham could only eat Medaychek, it's only in uh, a base Knesset. But a base Medrash, it's even Shalei Medaychek. And they asked why, or the other way around, why is it Mutter Bebeis Knesset Medaychek? The Ram was the mocker, only said that it's Mutter Bebeis Medrash. He never said anything about a base Knesset. Where does this whole halacha of eating Medaychek in a base Knesset come from? He says, Hagufa, Yeshleim, eating midaychak is not kalas reish. Sitting down to have a meal, uh, like, that's kalas reish. But uh, grabbing a bite while you're learning, that's not even kalas reish. So it's just tashmish yichayel. And since it's a side of mitzvah, it's helping you learn. Uh, you don't want to interrupt and have to leave to go have a meal. You just want to grab a bite while you're learning. So even though the echil itself is not a mitzvah, but the tzayrach mitzvah, tashmish echoyel is a mutter, so that would also be the case, according to his logic, for these events. So that's uh, an argument he wants to make. Now to the third part. Another argument he wants to make. That is also a concept of tzorchei rabim. Uh, it says in the Gemara Shabbos, that uh, you're allowed to go to show Beis al So there's the Shabbos element here, and there's the Shul element. You're allowed to take care of Iskei Rabbim. Now she says it's little Shus, so it's not Mamesh Mitzvah, but it's important. It's, it's a major communal need. 
So, uh, so we see here that's Medina de Gemara, Sar Chedavim, is allowed in the show. And this is a gallery, a gathering in the show for Sar Chedavim. So uh, maybe we can fit this into that category as well. And he says, you can't action and insist that there this Bikoach Nefesh. There's no, if there's Bikoach Nefesh, then that would be uh, for sure mutter. Uh, you wouldn't need a special Allah to tell you that. So it must mean that it's not Bikoach Nefesh, it's just uh, Tzor Chedavim. He says, a die in the still room to Mechalak and say that uh, when you're taking care of the community, that is itself, in a sense, a certain kind of mitzvah. Masha Enkein, uh, having a speech, you're not taking care, you're not solving a specific issue, you're not gathering to solve it. On some level, obviously, he holds that you, you are solving an unspoken problem, which is that people need to come together. But uh, at least for the sake of argument, he wants to make a Mechalak. Um, so, you know, that's where, uh, that's where he leaves it. But, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, I believe he, he, he ultimately does really believe that it is, uh, you know, sort of mitzvah, but, uh, just for the sake of argument, he's trying to, you know, argue whether it is or is not, uh, comparable. Well, it, well, it depends. If it's a, a shear in halacha, then there wouldn't be any question. That obviously belongs in a base marriage. But if we're talking about, the, you know, I don't know, someone comes and well, this was before the Holocaust. So well, let's say today you just bring a Holocaust survivor to give a speech. Give a speech. You know, okay, it's it's inspirational, uh, but it's not really uh, there's no Torah necessarily being mentioned. And that's what he was talking about. We're going to talk about history of uh, you know whatever was inspirational uh, before the Holocaust. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, no, he says we're going to talk about the tsaras that we had them all and how people were missing Nefesh, al Kiddush Hashem. They're going to talk about uh, those types of things. Yeah. Another halacha he wants to compare it to. There's also halacha in Gemara and in uh, halacha that you're allowed to do a hesped. Certain hesped, though. The question is, what kind of hesped? Chayra, you can argue that it's only a aspect for someone who's mamash a big chacham, and it's a shtickle dvar mitzvah, like a, like we see, like there's also cheshbonish shal mitzvah you're allowed to do in in show. And he goes to different makaris, and a lot of makaris, including Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Avelu, say says that dafka to me the chachamim and their family, but not regular people. So it sounds like it's because of kavod atayra, but the stamazoi uh, a public gathering to give a hesped. Shleishim, etc., like we have today, um, that might not be okay according to this din of Chazal and Shulchan Aruch. But he says, really, if you look at Rishonim, he argues the real chelak between the Tamil Chacham and everyone else is not that he's a Tamil Chacham. The point is that it's a public event. Now, when a private person passes away, so it's a private event, it's a family event. Who else is showing up? But when it's a husband of a chacham, everyone has to show respect, pay the respects to the chacham. So everyone comes. So it's a tzayrech rabim. So that's why it's mutter. Because if you look at your ben yurachim, that's what it says. Maspidim behem husband shal rabim. Kolayim are husband shabayim shom rabim. Bepnei kveid hamas. I'm a pnei adam gadol shayim shom. But the, the emphasis and the way he frames it is that it's for the rabim. So it's mashma that when we keep on mentioning an adam gadol, it's just a mitzias. Oh, usually it's an adam gadol. But if for some reason it wasn't an Adam Gadol, but still there was public interest, it should uh, still be okay. It's Sarchit Sivur, that's the real logic. He says, and this is where he starts quoting some more uh, contemporary sources, as I saw in the Shah of Shuvis, Imre Eish, 
who writes, who tries to argue the opposite. Who's the Imre Eish? Imre Eish is the Maharam Ash. Who's the Maharam Ash? So his full name is Remeir Eisenstatter. So the Maharam is Remeir, and the Eisenstadt, Eisenstadt gets shortened to Ash, and he's mainly known like that. So he was one of the Chashavar Abanim in Hungary, and the context of this, another Chavis will mention, is the big controversy they had regarding doing a chuppah in Shul, because that was something that reform or people leaning to more modern ways of doing things wanted to do. And for that reason, the Rabbanim had um, felt some major resistance to that, um, which they might otherwise not have had to that extent, perhaps. So uh, the Imre'esh in that context was trying to prove that you can't even do a regular Hesper in Shul. He wanted to compare the chuppah to that. So he said, if you look at the Shuvah of the Rambam, which was printed already then in Pe'er Hadar, so um, they asked the Rambam, they said, in Sefer Ava you wrote, this is one of the Shuvahs referencing the, the Mishnah Torah, it says, in your Sefer Ava you wrote that uh, you're only allowed to do a Hesper Shor Rabbim. He says, now the Minig in Alexandria is that we bring the mess to the Chatzar of the Shul until everyone davens, and then the Dayanim and the Chazonim, which probably means the Shamashim, come, and then the whole community comes with the mitah, and we say to the kadin, and we do uh, kinnis, whatever, whatever kind of uh, you know sad uh, songs uh, were recited. Um, so is that a hespesharam? Basically, they made like a, a standard procedure where they drop the mace off uh, near the shoal. Is that sharam? The Ram said it's not hespesharam. Hashem is one of the daily ha'ir that ever was mechuyev to be masked, or you heard that an adam kosher, someone very special passed away. So the Imri Eish, the Maram Ash, cited this shul of the Rambam, and he wanted to prove that. Oh, so you see, Clark, the Rambam seemingly was asked, "Can it be anyone?" The Rambam said, "No, only a Talmud Chacham." However, he says Maram Ash himself realized. To some extent, down in the Gemara, it says that the Rafram was masked his daughter-in-law in Shul. Um, and he said, uh, it's my honor and of the of the mess that everyone came. And it's mashma from there that it's not Lavdafka, it's Kavratayra, which was Yaakar Didi Udmesa. So it sounds like it was also just uh, whoever, whoever that his daughter-in-law was. She had some... Uh, some position of respect within the community, and uh, the Gemara seems to imply it's not purely a kavod He says, anyway, if you look in the Lashon of the Rambam in that Shuvah, you'll see that not the Rambam, that was not the Rambam's point of Tamil Chacham versus not Tamil Chacham. Now, what the question was that uh, it's a kind of a trick. The shoal's already there. People are already coming to Davin. Oh, we're going to drop the mace off near the shoal, and then everyone's going to be there anyway. So the Ramam says that, no, 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 no. When we talk about a hesped, Sharab, it means the kind of hesped where everyone would have come, if you announced the hesped is in show, everyone taka would have come because it's taka of the public importance, public interest, which usually would be an Adam Chacham or an Adam Kasher. But what you're describing, the Ramam is saying, is you're just dropping off every mess near the show and everyone has to participate because, you know, they're there, the mess is there. Uh, and that's not uh, the covet of the shul. That's not really. Uh, that's not really a public uh, importance and interest. But even according to Alam's logic, you don't have to be an adam chacham dafka. Like uh, anything, any, anyone who is a public uh, persona that people would uh, take a public interest. In. The cloud would be that whenever Alam come, that's it. That, that's all you need.
He then quotes another marker that deals with Chopas, the Yad Shal and Yeridei and Avelis. The Yad Shal is a beautiful shawl, nothing's in more uh, famously known for the Shalz and Shivas, Shirley Meshiv. So, uh, also, so he's touching on the Avelis versus Hesped versus Chopa, and he, and he wrote that the reason why uh, Hesped Sharabim is mutter, what's the Tzedek Haram? The Tzedek Haram is there should be Nesayret to Tshuva. So that's also, that fits into the Kedusha's basic Nasus. But for other things, not, because the basic Nasus is only for Kedusha and Tefillah, and that's why he wanted to argue that a Chopa, Tarevis, Anoshim, Anoshim, Mingling, you want to argue that would not fit into that category. So even if you accept that a husband is but for tshuva. So uh, he says, but karachach, it can't just be a psalamdisha husband. You know, sometimes the Rosh Hashiva passes away, and you see ready for since the time of Chazal, but for hundreds of years, you see elaborate spadim that gedolim uh, made for other gedolim that are very tayredik, almost uh, you know shtikel tayred. But that's clearly not what the the yad shal is talking about, because then that's any like any other shear you're giving in a shul. The premise happens to be it's not passed away, but you're giving a tayred shear. So if he's saying that it's because of the tshuva, Muslim zagin, that they're standing, they're standing and crying and they're weeping, and oh, we miss him or whatever it is that you know, however it is, however you make people uh, weep for uh, deceased. And it's still mutter because it's still a sense of his eyes chuma. So say Bazoi, we can still fit these speeches into that category. There's, there is this eyes chuma because the, the speeches, the lectures he's talking about are about Jewish history, and you don't know about the greatness of Jews in previous generations, or Gedali Yisrael and their contributions. Another possible subject that was of interest in Germany was, you know, Chachme Yisrael that contributed to the sciences or, or whatever, stuff like that which uh, he, he says, incidentally, uh, contributed so much to the nations that they lived in, and yet those nations didn't uh, credit them when uh, when things got bad. So, you know, that is a historical parallel to the time they're living through, because Jews have contributed so much to Germany, and yet uh, Germany turned on them the way it did. So either way, these types of topics, he feels, are also, there's a, an underlying sense of a serious tshuva, so even the Yad Shol would admit that this is like a Hespet Then he adds another svara. He says, there's an opinion of Yishayim that hold that uh, we're talking about a Tanai, not a Tanai, but there's also another concept. The Zion Tuve Ha'ir, the leaders, the Maimad Anshe Ha'ir, it comes up in Dayanus, for those learning it, so uh, you, when you have the Zion Tuve'ir in the presence of the Anshe'ir, they can mamish, remove the Kedusha of the Shul. We mafkia the Kedusha. Um, and there's even, there's even a, a, apparently, Rabbi Hanano touches that in the Al-Tanai. The Al-Tanai is that you can always remove the Kedusha and put it back. When you have these lectures where everyone is participating, including whoever the Zion Tuvia era are, the, the board of directors of the show, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. So they might have the power to revoke the Kedusha of the show for a bit. That's its own uh, argument, and uh, he's not getting into it. It's an extra length here. So that's, that was that point that he made. Now, Nowadays, uh, they right, so he doesn't mention that. I'm not sure if any uh, major price can mention that as a factor. Um, it, it is an interesting question whether that could be a mitigating event. That would also be a Tzor Kharabim in a certain sense, maybe not the event itself, but... Uh, 
You have other shilas. You have other shilas where you know, can they rent it out to yeshiva? The questions we'll see today: Can they rent it out to yeshiva? And yeshiva will use part of the space for a dormitory. And uh, part of the question there is: You know, the shul uh, the expenses are too big, or they you know they overbuilt, and now the, the space is too big and it's not being used, and they're not bringing money in. So you do see that uh, come up in, in those contexts. Um, the top floor was, was under construction and they didn't have enough space for the bathroom. So they wanted to change all the shiurim. Yeah. And my question was in the shiurim, right? So they were discussing it and make the shiurim room, I'm sure, to dormitories. Right. So that's, uh, these are the, those are. Is, uh, I don't know if it's the same concept. Right. It's not really a shul. Right. So I'm not getting into that. You know, sleeping in a shul, over a shul, that's a total um, but yeah, you do see uh, discussions like that. I don't know if anyone has discussed this particular that the shul doubles as a whole and, and it makes its money that way. I don't know if I've, but anyways, we're seeing there are a number of you know the arguments. For instance, the tnai, which he didn't want to rely on so much, but today is relied on more. Um, so then, really, any achilushtia of chulin should be uh, okay. Uh, and then you have the other things that he's comparing, you know, that might be more relevant where there's some kind of tzarech mitzvah, so tzarech uh, rabim, or haspesh uh, rabim. You mentioned the mother of the It's just you, you're saying, uh, how does a shul get its kedusha? You build it with that uh, intent. That's uh, you're, we're, we're getting together. We're going to build a shul, and uh, the shul has a is a mitzvah ma'at and a certain kedusha, and you have to be treated a certain way. However, if you say that uh, we're not uh, fully so dedicating this space to serve that function, it's also here to serve other functions. So uh, then, those two things can coexist with each other. Is it is it tonight that you we are allowing certain events in the shul, or is it tonight that it's not a real basic necessity? I think you'll find there are like, you know, shtiklach that discuss this more in the Lamdash sense of what exactly is the Tanai, how does the Tanai work in the Kedusha's basic Knesset and all that. I wasn't going to get into uh, that uh, directly, but yeah, one way of understanding it would be is that uh, the the Kedusha here, it's not, uh, it's not fully dedicated to this one thing. It's, uh, you know, it's Partially, we're using just like if uh, you happen to have a minion in your in your living room. So uh, that moment that has certain milas of uh, a show, but it's not uh, you're not turning the space into a mikdash ma'at with all uh, that signifies. Well, what about the the comments for a state of favor? Is that also a part of it? Right. So it's I was going to mention later that someone more recently mentioned about covering the the RN, So I'll get to that. So the next uh, eight uh, that the Sudeish mentions is. 
What about the trick of saying some Torah, saying a capital Tehillim or something before the event? Because you have the concept of walking into a shul. The Gemara says you want to call someone from the shul, but you have to walk into a shul for no reason. So you're supposed to go in and, and say uh, a Mishnah, a Pasuk. So it sounds like, oh, once you start with Torah, then you can do whatever you want. However, he says in the Mishnah Brura, it says that uh, if you're going in for just for the heat, for the for the rain, uh, you should go somewhere else. Don't use this trick to go in Stamatoy for uh, protection. Um, and then he says Mishnah Brura is machalak between whether you have another Eitz or not, whether you have another place to go or not. If you have another place to go, then you should go there. If not, then this trick would work even if for Stam you're, try- you're trying to flee the uh, elements. So there's nowhere else to go. So maybe the Mishnah Brewer would agree that you can also use this uh, method of starting with Taita. If you ask me, though, Sudesh says, I would tell you that the philip should be that when you want to call someone, the problem is, why are you walking into Shul? The whole walking in was a Taita Hatzman. Once you said the Pasuk uh, and you went in, the Knisa, the entry was okay, so uh, that's fine, but here where you're not just walking in, you're you're staying. So even if you say a pasuk, and the pasuk allows you to go in, so you got in fine. But then, why are you staying there? You're staying there, or you're eating, or whatever it is. That's not connected to the Torah that you learned. So Mr. Day says, if you'd ask me, logic would say that that should be a tash that's not allowed. Tamua, the Mishnah Brewer doesn't acknowledge this uh, Svara. So, according to my Svara, the Shadish says that wouldn't trick, that trick wouldn't work for, for a lecture because just because you start off one way doesn't allow you to continue to do something else. But he says, but that's just me. But he says, the Rishayim hold otherwise. And here, come, here comes another Rishayim that was printed in recent uh, generations, the Ravya, which the Ravya and the Rezidu are connected. So, the Ravya, and, and uh, also in the Sechus Megillah, the part that deals with these halachas, says, that uh, you're not to do cheshbenes and go in due to the rain. Elam kain boy lemisni agav gerara the boy hilchas atzilusa. So unless uh, you say, look, I need to learn and you need to have you know, clarity and be relaxed in order to, to learn. So that's why you're uh, you're going in, and then you're also being safe from the rain. So that's what the Rav says clearly that you could do the two together: start with learning and then be safe from the rain. And Mishnah Brewer himself, as we said, did not acknowledge another Svara. And uh, Mishnah Brewer just tried to argue that if you have another place to go, then rain should not be a good enough reason. But Lamaisa, even that, is against the Rav Yah. The Rav Yah seemed to be matter across the board. Again, Viter, he says the uh, Mishnah Brewer didn't have the Rav Yah because it was just printed in Tafresh Peivav in 1926 by the Chavra Mekitze Nedomim, which were Dafka Maskilim. Mekitze Nedomim actually still exists in some form till today. They print uh, obscure uh, stuff from, uh, from Goenim, Rishonim. Uh, so they, uh, they they were the ones uh, through whom the Ravya was printed. It was after Mishnah Brura, shortly after the Mishnah Brura was finished. So he didn't see it, and there it said clearly that uh, for rain Bechlal, and he says, anyway, even according to the Mishnah Brura, Mishnah Brura says, if you have no other Eitzah, um, but Lemaissa, uh, if you have no other Eitzah and you go in and you start it off the Hatter, then it's okay. He also quotes, the Eitzah HaGoinim to Megillah Shohaitzi Rabbi Yaman Menashe 11. 
is a famous hiker. He printed where the concept was he was malakit, all the texts of Gainim. I think it started off mainly as uh, whatever was quoted in Yishayim, and then maybe at some point it also started including stuff from the Geniza uh, in Cairo, where many new texts from the Gainim were discovered. So he, he tried to take whatever texts we have from the Gainim and be misadded with Yisedar Masachtas, so you can learn uh, Gemara with uh, the Teres Gainim. It was a very unique and pioneering project. And uh, once he passed away, the project uh, has been uh, on hold. In the last ten years, they started printing. There were a few attempts to print on one masach and another masach, but still uh, at a much slower glacial pace. Uh, actually, uh, surprised to find out recently that the Yom Nash Eleven actually has uh, Lubavitch uh, descendants. One of his daughters, uh, daughters, I believe, married uh, Lubavitcher, and uh, it's a Lubavitcher family. Uh, yes, people Bob just named after him. Uh, I also just, uh, while I was looking into this, I saw that he actually came from the Lubavitcher family in Russia. So, uh, interesting uh, connection I wasn't previously aware of. So, the Mion Menashe 11 quotes that there's a Rav Haigoyen, a very interesting thing Rav Haigoyen says. Rav Haigoyen says, and this is a question you also see mentioned a lot in the last 100 years in Shivas. Uh, if you're teaching children in a show, uh, and you finish the Lamudi Kaidesh, can you learn Lamudi them in the same space? So the Rav Garin already asked this question, and he said that uh, you could learn Ksav Arvi, you could learn Arabic script. That was uh, the Lamudi Chayel, and Rav uh, Garin already was in, uh, in Bavel once, it was already a, a Muslim uh, country. So they're allowed to learn Arabic and uh, math. But it has to be the Hemshek the Torah, not uh, as just a standalone class where you come to Shul to, to study in Lamudechan. And what about Tinaikis Shul Goyim? If you're already teaching secular studies, then the uh, you know, Goyesha kids are also interested. So he says, if you're able to be Daychadam, try to do that. But if it's going to cause uh, anger, so then, you know, Darkishol. This is also quoted in Sefer Itim, Yehuda Barceloni, the um, and he says, Balkarachach, uh, he says, there's a beer, itib labina, on the Sefer Itim, that wanted to say that it is a Tzayrach Mitzvah, Father is Mechoyev, Lam de Umnes, you have to teach your child a trade, then according to that, then it should be Mutter without learning, Lumide Kaidish, you're saying that it's Mamash Mitzvah. Balkarachach is not a Tzayrach Mitzvah, because uh, sitting and learning the omnis is not a myth. There's a general here for the father to give his child, teach his child a trait. But to say that uh, when they're sitting and learning how to you know, be a smith or whatever, that's not how to be a shoemaker, that's not the uh, mitzvah every second that you're doing that. And it's only more if the thing you're doing itself is a mitzvah. Because according to the, the Itim Lubina, so then any job, any trade, any class should be allowed in the shul uh, for, without, for any, for, without any special reason. And that can't. Dover is EF shul, impossible to say that. So by Karachach, it's like Rav Haigoyen said, that it's Behemshech to the Limur Atayra. And uh, it's like the concept of saying a pasuk in order to get started. Um, no, no, we've been not talking about it tonight since uh, since the first section. We spoke about it tonight there. We've been talking about a Tatum Makhlaf, Mechazat, Sarikh Rabim, Hesper, this, that. 
So the Gemara says, you're allowed to walk in to say a pasuk. We're just trying to determine how far we can apply that. And from Rabbi Goyen, it seems like we can apply that even to Lumudi Kresh and Lumudi Chayim. He says, uh, I saw the Nitziv, there's the Shiltis, and the Nitziv has his Hamik Sheila on the on the Shiltis. Um, and um, this is already this is already going off. He really basically he made his point. But uh, just one last thing he says about the whole question of a Sudas Mitzvah. Um, he says the Nitziv wants to be Daichel, and maybe even a Sudas Mitzvah is not allowed because you can't compare a Sudas Mitzvah to the Ibor. The Ibor is its own uh, is its own thing. Because Viter, for this lot, not from this logic, because you're going into the show to be Ma'aber the year anyway. So you start off doing something like that, and then you uh, have a Suda, that's one thing. But to just come and have a, even a Suda's mitzvah, then it's if it was trying to be Daicha. But uh, even though he himself seemed to suggest otherwise earlier, but now the Suda H is Daicha, then it's if it says, no, for the Suda's Ibor is considered a mitzvah in its own right. And that's the pshat that any Suda's mitzvah is allowed, only what the Nitzv says. Haraya, it says in Yushalmi Sanhedrin that uh, Yerichanan went into the Knishta in Safra, which I believe would be uh, Tzipaydi, and he was gathering the crumbs and he was eating. And he said, Yehei Chalki Eman the Kaddish Yarcha. I want to have something to do, a connection. I want to feel part of those who were Makadish the, the month. Apparently he was not involved, but the way he was able to express his involvement was by having the crumbs that he left over. He says, he has, as Yudayesh throws in a line, he says, It comes from this Yudishalmi, that the Gekhan was eating the Shirayim from the, the Su'udah of the kid, the Ibra Hashan or Ibra Chedesh, and uh, that's how he felt a part of it, so that's the uh, Makar and Halacha for Shirayim. So, uh, so it's not what the, the Mitzvah wanted to say, B'negea, the gather of uh, Su'udah's Mitzvah. And again, we have the guy from, from Shabbos. Mar Psachim talks about making Kiddush and Shalom Shabbos, and they say it's because it's a Sudas Mitzvah. And the uh, Magen Avraham says, my contrast, where I'm more Barechus than this, Vaitu, the Magen Avraham wanted to say, only Ibn Shana, where there's no Kalas relation, they're only eating Pas and Kidneys, which is based on the Gemara in Bavlin Sanhedrin, but. Uh, Forget about Ibn Shana. Look at the Suda Shabbos. Suda Shabbos, Suda Mitzvah, is a boss of a dogim. And uh, this is from Yishami Brachas, it's Mashma. They also ate grapes. I didn't have a chance to look it up. Sounds intriguing. Um, it says Valpiza, and here he's winding down this part of the discussion. It's Valpiza and all the Eastern countries. It's already been established. But of course, you can eat a Suda Mitzvah in Shul, Siyam Ashas, Shal Shodas. And he seems to be saying that it's not Mishum Tanai. It's Pashat Mitzah Dinah de Gemara, that a Sudas Mitzvah is always allowed in Shul. You need a Tanai, that the whole discussion comes for other Achilush there. But uh, this is Mamish Mutter uh, from the Gemara. And even though the Prima Godim wanted Aser, but there's who to rely on, and Vaitu, uh, the Magna Vram, the Prima Godim didn't see all these Rishayim who uh, are Zerua, the Manik, the Pardas. Who brought this raya from the Gemara Psachim about making Kiddush and said that it's the Sudas Mitzvah? And uh, then getting back to what we were discussing here, he says, I already heard that already in the Eastern countries they started already being Matir, Taka, to have speeches in Shul. And uh, trustworthy people told me that even in Tel Aviv they uh, have g- gatherings and uh, speeches in Shul. I don't know what the big. Uh, 
Hafez, but uh, I guess in Germany that uh, made a ration, and even in Tel Aviv, there are. Uh, I guess to some extent. Um, so that's uh, that's where he draws that. That's where that part of the, the discussion draws to a close. Now the, the question of concerts. So this really leads us back to what we discussed last week. He says, all my arguments that I made should apply for a concert as well. He says, however, you have the whole issue of what's the whole gather of music nowadays? In Tafk of Samach, near the Hilchastainus, right? You're not supposed to be a Menachem Beklashir after the Churban. To say, to say, Al Hayayin, and the Ramah says, Tzorich Mitzvah, Chasmikala. But otherwise, Stamazoi, it's not allowed, and it's Israel also for the person listening, like it says in Saita, the ear who listens should be punished. Tzorich Bevadai, there should be an Israel to make a Stama concert in the show. As we shall see, he's talking about concerts of secular Yitam songs. Ah, in Ashkenaz, people are going, even very from people go to secular concerts anyway, you know, a secular concert in Germany at that time was probably classical music, so, uh, you know, stuff like that. So even from a Yidden in Germany, we're not to go to that at a concert hall. So it could be there being Sandach on the Shita that says for Kerit, it's only usher in a Mishta or someone who has it. Like we, last week we quoted Barichas from the Buddha Ari of Modina that, that made this argument. And it's Dafka in those contexts that the Gemara mentions a Mishta or the, the Resh Kalusa that had entertainment uh, at home. But if it's not that, even if it's if it's, if it's the middle area, the gray area, there's a Shita that says that's okay. So the Yireim and Ashkenaz going to concerts must be relying on that. However, the mainstream position of Paiskim still is to Aser. And it's still kind of like that uh, now, even nowadays, as we'll see, it's a different issue because the, the songs are uh, have Jewish Teichen. But uh, the, way he, the way he phrases it is that that's inside the Paiskim, uh, just music, it might not really be okay. We're just not being Meicha against it because no one's going to listen. So uh, that's why we're leaving them alone. But uh, it's really Osir outside of Shul, so it should for sure be Osir inside of Shul. Shail is only if you want to make religious concerts where they're, they're singing Psukim, it's all Psukim, it's Phyllis. That Lachir should be Mutter, Mitzanadin, so then is it Mutter in a Shul? And that's really, you know, the question we generally have today, and it depends. A base Chabad might be uh, bringing someone in to sing, uh, you know, also, I don't know. Broadway or just general uh, music, so that would make the problem a little more problematic. But uh, or it's just uh, you know Jewish uh, themed, in which case that's the following question because you have Morgan Avram. Morgan Avram quotes the Maril that says that when they sing, or you're sitting on a mishta at a party and they start singing Oichakianisoni, which apparently was a very common uh, zemer. Um, and it's just uh, you're really singing it just for the fun of it. Elamai, you're singing a song with Jewish words. So the Torah is sack. The Torah wearing sackcloth and saying, "You're turning me into a song. You're turning me into entertainment, which is a gemara." According to Maril, cited by the Magen Avram, it's only mutter in shul when you're saying the pasuk talk for the right reasons to add some music to that. So mashma that this is taking a very stringent, strict position that uh, even shaloi b'shas mishta, um, it's it's awesome. It's bechal. You know, it's it's uh, 
والاساس ولو هي مش مش تو بي باد مش تو بي جود مش ستامز اي وود بي ورس الخير هير هي مينز مش ذاتس حسن الكال اور سمثينج لايك ذات اف اتس ان ذات كيس ان وود بي موتر بس شلون مش مش وود بي اسر لايك وي سيد كليشير بخال اسر سو مصاد بسكم you're not supposed to be singing psukim it's all the music you're not supposed to be playing music it's not a good thing that you're singing psukim that makes the music mutter it's a bad thing so the, the music is for sure not good but uh but then he says we call makim the idea that you know we have the concept of jewish music and that we sing it sort of as entertainment uh, you know to have uh, you know to have to, to have a, a cheery mood it's already uh, it's already been accepted that it's okay and he says the big marker for this is the safer shemun hamishcha and hilchas tainus who is the shemun hamishcha the shemun hamishcha is reb shmuel chaim from turkey he lived from the year 1760 to the year 1842 <laughs> Shemun Amishcha is Lafi Seder Rambam, but one of these types of svarim that's not really uh, commentary on the Rambam. It's halacha uh, sefer. It's often just a halacha sefer that happens to be shtangs of on the Rambam. So I have it here. It's interesting that this is considered to be uh, the mucker. He says that it was in the year Tuft of Ayin, which is 1810. It was a Suda Smitzva and a shliach tzibur started uh, singing Eid Chakiyani Soni. It's told us from the Ma'aril to the Shem Ramesh, it's always Eid Chakiyani Soni. And the Talmud Chacham there said, stop. And he didn't let him sing. He made a scene. And I said, let him sing. I, the Magen Avram, the Ma'aril, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he is 90, first of all, we're in a basic Knesset. So, uh, plus we're in the show, that itself could be, okay, here, it's a, a brismila, there's no question, you can have a brismila in a show. So, uh, it's clearly a more religious type of gathering, so uh, singing a pasuk in that type of context seems like you're singing it for the right reason, not for the wrong reason. Uh, I don't think this very stringent, uh, says this understanding of the Ma'aril, I don't think it's uh, the correct way of looking at it. Look in the ref, he quotes a guy that says that Hani Mili Naginas shall avas The whole issue with Lao music was love songs, which is has always been the uh, dominant, uh, you know, form of music, the dominant uh, thing that music is used for. But the Divri Shiris with the Shpachas, already the ref brings with Shem a guy that no one uh, avoids, that no one, uh, you know, avoids that. That's always been okay. And uh, that's sung in Bate Hasanim. So even though it's sort of in the gray area, are you really singing it for Hashem or are you singing it for uh, the music and the entertainment and the excitement and the simcha? But uh, that was what it said, Legabe, the whole Isra Bechal of music. Um, and others quote this as well from the Rabbi Goyen, that Dafka Nigin Nigina Shlavas Adam etc. You're praising someone as great, but if it's praising Hashem, then. Uh, Whenever there's a happy occasion, the minigas, you can sing those things. But it's also in Gitten, where the Gemara has, that Zimra is also, he says, only a shir shulcheshek, things like that, inappropriate, but stam singing Tashem is a legitimate form of expression. So uh, that should be okay. 
Ah, what about the pos- What about the other Gemara in Sanhedrin about taking the pasuk from Shira Shirim and turning it into a song? So he says, Viter. It's by taking the pasuk out of its context and turning it into something more inappropriate, like the pesukim and Shira Shirim. Pesukim and Shira Shirim. If you read them Kipshutam, it's like any other love love song Lahavdil. And if you pluck those psukim out and you sing it uh, the way someone sings, uh, you know, regular uh, popular music, so that's the thing that Gemara is complaining about that uh, you're degrading and disrespecting the psukim and shirashim and things like that. Uh, and that's why it mentions shirashim because that would be the most typical uh, one you would do it to, or but any other way. If you're taking the pasuk out of its context and, and you're turning it into a joke, so that would be the problem. But if it's clear that, uh, you know, your Ratzim singing the Pasuk Kepshutta, uh, Elamai, it's in order to cheer everyone up, that should be, that should be okay. Quotes others, why don't I hold this as well? But that's a sermon, that, that's uh, essentially the thrust of the Shaman Amishcha's argument. And the Shaman Amishcha, interestingly, became the, the Ravon references the Shaman Amishcha as having forcefully made this argument. So, uh, for example, so he quoted the Sudeish himself as Matzayin to the Stei Chamed. The Stei Chamed cites the Shemana Meshcha. Look in Tzitzel Yezer, uh, who passed away pretty recently. The Tzitzel Yezer has a shayla. What's up with sing- singing all these songs, all the you know popular Jewish music with all these psukim? And uh, you know he focuses on this kumbara, and uh, he essentially says that uh, look in the Shemana Meshcha. The Shemana Meshcha is the, the one in the Shemana Meshcha Stei Chamed. He also mentions that the Ben Yishchai and the Ben Yoyada says that another inappropriate way, the way he explains what would be inappropriate, is that there's a Pasuk uh, about Avram Avinu and there's a person in the crowd whose name is Avram. So you start singing the Pasuk about Avram to this guy. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the kind of thing that would be Kamin Zemer. So Akupanim, the way the Shemana Mishcha Paskin and the way uh, everyone seems to have agreed is, is that even if it's in that gray area where it's you're singing it not dafka mamish, not singing and not singing, you're not davening and singing a pasuk and davening, you're just entertaining yourself with psukim. But still, as long as it's being done in a sincere way, with it should be okay. But it is worth mentioning that uh, if you see this halachic uh, background, you do have to be careful not to, you know sometimes some Jewish popular music veers almost into turning the words into a joke, the way they uh, repeat certain words, certain syllables, it sounds like you're making a shtikletzanus out of it, or uh, or sometimes, oh, someone's in the crowd, and, uh, you know, you say, uh, you know, pulling a pasuk out and, and saying it to that person could be uh, exactly what the Gemara is talking about, is, is, is not okay, so you still have to be careful, even with uh, the hatter of singing uh, psukim. So, if we're going to have Jewish music in the shul, so what, what would be the problem? But he says, I'm, uh, I'm afraid of the Chassam Seifer, because we already cited last week, the Chassam Seifer said, that all our Zaydis, they never brought music into davening, and uh, so he wanted a taina that uh, in davening is not okay, and uh, with Kleshir, without Kleshir, in the show, out of the show, it sounds like Imamish, uh, was a very, you know, the Chassam Seifer took a very extreme position. Obviously the context was fighting back against the organ, but Lamaya said that some sort of took a very extreme position. Um, so even though the Chassam Seifer, we clearly not listening to the Chassam Seifer when we sing Psukim Stamazai. Well, we are, I just, we just established that we are martyred to sing Psukim Stamazai. And the Chassam Seifer seemingly wouldn't agree to that. However, 
he says, Saif kol Saif, the Chsam Saifer is a very harsh Paisik, and for that reason, I don't feel comfortable being Matir in a shul. I don't want to go on the record saying that we can bring that, even though we're being Matir outside of a shul, and the Chsam Saifer would not be Matir that, but I still don't want to go against the Chsam Saifer in the shul. He says, Someone who feels that the uh, plates they can be Matir. Um... I believe that, you know, I don't know if anyone officially has gone on the record as saying that, but uh, I guess, you know, because he himself really made the case that it should be fine, it's just a some safer, and we don't really hold it some safer. So uh, that might be the basis, you know, for, uh, for going ahead with it. And he just ends off by saying that even if I'm not going to go ahead and be moderate, but Lav Dafka, or let's say the Rav isn't the one organizing it, let's say the community is organizing it, Lav Dafka, the Rav has to go to bat and fight every single thing his community does. But this is not the organ in the show. That would be Chukas HaGoyim or Shabbos. That's not the issue here. And another issue you have in Hilchah Shabbos, it says that building a show on Shabbos with Kablonos, so technically it should be allowed because it's Bekablonus. They do the job at their uh, pace. But uh, the Morgan of Ram says it's a Chil Hashem. Because the Christians themselves wouldn't do that on their holidays. They wouldn't allow uh, their work to be conducted in that way. So it would be a Chil Hashem if we allowed our uh, basic Knesset to be built on Shabbos and Kablonus. So that would be another problem potentially. But this is not a Chil Hashem because they also have religious concerts in their Bate Tiflosom. So uh, in this case, we don't have, we're not uh, looking worse uh, the way we're treating our uh, places of, of worship. But you do it, he throws in, and in Prague, you had the Kabbalah showers of music, and they had the Divinity Habris, that all came out us, and the Chiv of the Malavala Hoyle we went through last week. And he says, the Stei Chemet says that the Svardim make the Tiglachas, what we call the Apsharim, they call it other things, Sihara, Chalaka. Um, they do it in the show with music, uh, specifically with music, though, so uh, that's relevant to that. Um, so, Ebezoi, in this case, is this the kind of thing that a Rav has to fight? Avdafka, and he cites the show of the Ksav Seifer, the Ksav Seifer also, Chope, one of these Chope Shivas, and the, the whole uh, Shiva, part of him is about, does the Rav Bechal have to fight this? You know, even if you hold it's not okay, you're very from, but and uh, he said, you know, Lav Davka, and this ties into, uh, we had a shir on Teichacha. We had two shir on Teichacha. So uh, this idea that if it's just going to turn the people off and create animosity, Lav Davka, it will be free So uh, that comes up in the Ksav Seifer and the Svideish over here. Although you can be mechalic between an individual versus the Rav. The Rav should be taking responsibility for everything taking place. But still, like Colin McClaimers, Eatim Shavim, not every opportunity, situation is the same. A Rav doesn't have to necessarily fight every single battle. So, uh, like I said, he didn't want to go all out and be Matir, but Lucherda, he really left the, the groundwork to, to be Matir. He just didn't want to put his name on it. So then he can, now we're at the conclusion of his Shiva. So, in conclusion, he says that, um, in summary, Speeches is motor mitzada din, but better if you start off with different tater, like he wrote. Obviously, the person speaking has to be Yereshamayam, not someone who's fry, because if it's going to be a situation where the person is saying different um, minos, that would be uh, pretty terrible. And Bechlal has to be with the Rishus of the Marta Asfna. And there can't be debates afterwards, because uh, first of all, who knows who's there? You know, it could be uh, someone who's not religious will start debating the religious person on, on stage and. We'll have, you know, you know, 
the, the things being said might not be the kinds of things you want to hear on a show. And also this callous rage when you turn the you know you turn the stage into you know place for debate. Uh, he says debates are often you know you're being uh, cynical and, and, and sarcastic and akitsois uh, and leitsonos and their laugh lines and that's already uh, going too far. So uh, presumably uh, a presentation which Milchatchila has that those kinds of characteristics, uh, you know, uh, comedy or things like that, maybe Taka will hold that's Taka that's kalos uh, that you shouldn't be getting into that type of mood uh, in a show uh, at all. Uh, secular concerts is Asr B'cholayfin, because Me'ikar Adin, it's not really uh, Mutter, as he said. And the Rav should be Meisir Nefesh on that. E- not to be matter, even if he loses his Parnasa. That's what he says. A religious concert, Ru'ein Ru'ach Rabbeisenu Nechei Himanu. But if there's a Machlaikas, there's room to be matter. But of course, if the word Taroivus, which is another shir we gave, Mechitzas, and all of that. Now in Germany, However, back in the Akdama, he said that this does have relevance to nowadays, to other situations and other places, where that's the way to, to gather the community. So that's the, we're basically finished here. I just want to add a little bit of conclusion that this, uh, beyond what we already mentioned, this connects to some of the, the other shiurim that we've already discussed, the shir on Estan Zayna and taking money from Michal Shabbos. As I mentioned, that of Sternbuch and Shubis van Hagas wrote that uh, Ledaiti, even if you ask her taking for a show, but that's on the show as Kedusha Gemura, but the Botik Shalona that are out tonight, so he seems to be applying his way of learning the Tanais that the show Melchatchila isn't a full-fledged show, it doesn't have the full-fledged Kedusha, um, which might be, you know, Labdafka is such a glata svara. It seems like a very original way of using that svara to say that the money for the show can be different. But that's how he used the svara of Tanai in that way. Also in the shir regarding Tefillah B'tzibur, so we discussed how there's a sheet of the Ma'aril, that there's no Chiv Tefillah B'tzibur, and how the Divir Nechemia uses that, the Gabi Avelos. And I mentioned that the Rebbe Rashab cites the Ma'aril and Divir Nechemia in his shayla about turning a Chedusheni into an Ezra's notion for his mother, the Rebbe who couldn't go up to the top floor. Um, so the way he starts off the Shuva, though, is, you know, when it comes to a show, there's a big Arichus in Paiskim, and there's different Gdorim, there's a Shokfar, there's a Shokrach, Das Yochid, etc. It's not so clear uh, how and what uh, tonight would be good for. So that was, you know, he mentioned it tonight. And then later, I mentioned it then also, he says that that's uh, the Rebbe Marash, who made the shul, made a tonight that he could use it uh, for whatever he wants. We don't remember what the Lashon of the Rebbe Marash was, but surely he said it in the best kind of way. And by the marriage of the Razor, they made the Suda there with the music, which is also relevant to the music question. Um, and he said that it's because he made a Tanai, but a Dayan Sarachiyam, because Botiknes, even if you say Botiknes Shiyas Shabbat, a Tanai Asuyas, it doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. You still have a lot, a lot of Chumras. Just very specific things are allowed without Tanai. So, uh, and that's just Bekitzer, you look in that, uh, that Shiloh, that Rasha, Barichas, Lahar, that case is different in two ways. On the one hand, 
their mamish wanted to demote the cheder sheni to an esrus nashim, which it's his own discussion what the kedusha of esrus nashim is, but uh, they wanted to demote it, so that's more severe than just holding an event. And Meidach Kisa, Lachera was mamish of a yachid. Mamish belongs to a private individual, and not Lachera has different dinners. Even though Rabbi Rashab was debating how far that applies. You also look in the Tshuva of Rabbi Zalman Naimark, Tudor Rabbi Rashab, which I also mentioned then, which was printed in one of the Kavitzim in the last year or two. Uh, so he didn't touch on the Maril, but he touched on the Tanai thing. That was Baker, what he focused on. Um, and he seemed to take a more expansive view of the power of the Tanai, Ayin uh, Shom. And if I'm already mentioning the connection to that Shant and Maril, so I can also mention there's a connection to the Parsha of Yisrael, because as I mentioned then, how did I come across this Maril Chatchile? It was in the back of Teda Shleim of Benachim Kasher. Um, he has Miluim in the back of uh, the volumes of Shmois and in the beginning of Ayikra. And uh, in the Miluim of Yisrael, he has a, an article, Tfilah Babes HaKnesses. Why? Because it's the possible way, Datalem is a derech, Yechubo, and in Targum, Yeres and Benuziel, it says, Tohoed Elohim, Yasleiso, the Yetzlon, Babes Knishtohim. So the uh, Parshas Yisrael is, uh, in a sense, a uh, mocker for uh, the proper uh, davening in the shul, and that's how we ended up in uh, that whole discussion. So there's a nice connection to the parsha. Um, on this specific subject, this specific question, speeches, concerts, I didn't really find that much has been added to the discussion since the Sri Yesh. When it comes to the show in general, like I've already said, even though he's a lot more uh, cagey about the Tanai and what you could do with the Tanai and the Tazras and the Magan Avram, I think overall it's more widespread than just accept that the Tanai works and so this are allowed. Well, like I said, in the Kalos Reish, you can never cross a certain line and you have to be careful with it. Um... From more recent years, what I found uh, what I found was uh, an article called "Pilut Tarbutit Beichal Beit Haknesset: Cultural Activity in the Show" by Rabbi Doctor Shlomo Glicksberg, who's now in uh, South Africa. So he has a sefer Shalosat Shuvas Nitzanei Eretz on Chelik Beis Simon Beis. He has a skamis from Zalman Chemia, another rabbanim like that. So he has the shayla. Can you have a, can you have a, an orchestra? Can you have a magician uh, to put on a show? And can you hold board meetings in a show? So first, he's ma'irach. If you want to, if you're you know interested in this topic of shows and the tanai, so he has a whole arichas about the kedushas basic nasas and arichas about the tanai. And then when he gets to the concert discussion, he basically cites the three days. One marker he adds is also from a very recent contemporary, Rabbi Leo Schlesinger, who's a rabbi in Gilo, has the Shazat Shuvah Shirley Medarshan. So he has a Shaila there about the Chazonis concerts, which is another uh, fad, another uh, popular thing to do. And uh, Rabbi Schlesinger uh, takes a pretty negative take on it, that it's, it's really just entertainment, and with the clapping, and the this, and the that, and the Chazonim are channeling uh, Broadway, or whatever it is, and uh, it's not uh, appropriate in Shul. Obviously, he's just talking about Instama from a Shul and from community. Um, However, Rabbi Glicksberg himself points out that the CDH is implying that sometimes you have more sensitive issues where you, you, you know, the community is, you know, needs the, this is the one space essentially where the community can really come together. You're trying to be a car of people. So that could be a mitigating factor. Uh, he, Rabbi Glicksberg, is the one who adds that you should cover the, uh, the Arden with two Kisuyim if you're holding these types of events in the show. And he emphasizes though that this is not a, 
you know, do whatever you want in Shulkar, to go, you cover the art, and uh, it's, it's for kind, it's just for the covenant of the Sefer Torah, but it does not take away from the Kedusha of the Shul at that moment. He cites the Yechav Adas, Ravad Yosef says this clearly, that uh, you can't smoke in Shul, uh, that was the question. Oh, cover the art, and, uh, and now you can sit and smoke, That's, which is his own question about smoking in Shul. Um, and uh, also last week, I quoted Ibris Meshach to my grandfather, so he was talking there about the, the, the mixed dancing and the parties that were done in the show, and talks about how uh, the Tznai wouldn't help, because so for sure, Kalos Reish of Israel, and he has a Mashem Etzien, Misham, as Oren HaKadosh, and a Klum, he wielded the Oren out, doesn't, doesn't change anything. Um, so that's uh, another factor to keep in mind, the, the Aaron. And then Rabbi Glucksberg talks about the magician, although in that case he's not even talking about doing it in the shul, because what would be the basis for that? He's talking about having it in the shul's hall, and uh, it's just a question of magic and halacha, which is its own uh, its own question. Are there ways that it's mutter to do or not? And then when it comes to the question of board meetings, so that's really pretty that's pretty explicit. That seems to be a form of that that should be okay. Uh, from the Rebbe, there are some sharp letters regarding people who tried to prevent uh, girls from having events take place in the space inside a shul. So that would be like a kinnas for children, or Mesibah uh, Shabbos, the Rebbe, uh, in a letter regarding Kaitana, uh, some kind of camp, says that there's a letter from the Fiyad the Rebbe to the shul that refused to allow Mesibah Shabbos, very sharp, and the Rebbe in his letters is also very sharp. Um... Uh, now, these types of things, you know, Lav Dafka, it's all purely Torah. Sometimes you have an, an event for children. There's also, uh, you know, some entertainment, some this, some that. Uh, and yet the Rebbe is taking a very strong position. In those cases, it's not clear whether it was, you know, always coming from Shrumkite or it's just coming from Balabatishkite and want to have, uh, you know, just children running around in show. But either way, uh, there's this uh, sharp response to that if you're preventing, essentially preventing these things from happening because you're not giving, you're not providing that space. Uh, the Rebbe himself, you know, there were uh, kinosim for children, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know how far they went with the entertainment when the Rebbe was there, probably not too much, but uh, it, it was music, I don't know, they had professional singing in the show, maybe it was just the uh, singing on the mic, but uh, there, was some, you know, there was some additional uh, activity going on with, uh, with the children in the show. Um, but uh, it would still seem to be the case that if, you know, you have a camp for kids, but, you know, half a day, it's mamish, things that have nothing to do with, uh, with Yiddishkeit, so it would probably be preferable, if possible, to, to take it out of the shul. It's, you know, sometimes you see shuls where it's the opposite extreme. They're not really treating the shul with respect, and you have all the kids' stuff strewn all about. Uh, however, again, if that's ultimately the only, the only way to recover them is this is the only space, etc., etc., presumably that would uh, mean that it's probably okay. Lahar um, Bechlal, that uh, we also, you know, we hold Fabrengans in Shoal, and Fabrengans have, have singing and have music, and it's, it's, it's an example of something that's not, not necessarily a Sudas Mitzvah Mamish, but uh, it also has uh, that benefit for those who participate. So Lamaisa, and like not really in every subject, if you have a Shiloh, it's Megay Lamaisa. Once you're aware of all the uh, issues involved, so of course you must always consult with Arav.